Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Fox, and I don't know what I'm doing. What's up, you guys? Welcome back. Uh, I hope you guys are having a really great start to your November. I can't believe that it's already November. What date is it today? Today's the 4th. Um, this, so today I was out of coffee and I make myself a nice hefty pot of coffee every single morning and it lasts throughout the afternoon. And the last two days I was out of coffee. So I run to Starbucks and I just get a, a dark roast. And I get in my car and 93.9, if you're from the Chicagoland area, they always start their Christmas music so early and I freaking love it. Oh, it's just the best. I love Christmas music. It makes me feel all the warm fuzzies. I know so many people that they hate Christmas music, even around Christmas time and like the week of Christmas, day of Christmas, they don't like that kind of music. It just gives me all the feels. I love it so much. And I've even listened to Christmas music in the summer. It just, it warms my heart. So anyways, I popped on the radio, Christmas music was playing, and then I went to Starbucks to get my dark roast because I was out of coffee and they had their holiday drinks and their holiday cups. So it just starts, I, I just feel really festive. I went and I got my nails done today. I went with a red instead of a black. <laughs> I'm feeling all of the Christmas feels, even though it's a little early. Although, so I was talking about this on Instagram story and someone messaged me uh, and she was from Canada. In Canada, they have their Thanksgiving in October, which makes so much sense because then after Halloween, it's like the Christmas holiday season. So um, yeah, I'm one of those people that Halloween and then Christmas from November 1st, all the way until Thanksgiving. You got Thanksgiving Day and then it's Christmas until Christmas. Um, honestly, even until New Year's, I still feel all of the holiday feels through New Year's. And then after that, it's more of like a clean, fresh state, clean house, get everything organized, all that kind of stuff. Um, this week's podcast episode is a little bit late. Um, I never really set a schedule for myself other than I want to put out at least one episode a week. So um, last week, spontaneously, Ruben and I, Ruben's my husband, we went to Wisconsin. So we live in Northwest Indiana. It's basically, I mean, if anybody asks me, I usually just say I'm from Chicago because I was born and raised on like the suburbs of Chicago and where I live now isn't much further. So going to Wisconsin really isn't that big of a deal. It's only like where we went was like six and a half hours away. And uh it was so amazing. It was so beautiful, so fall festive feeling like all of the colors are changing there, which let me know what it's like where you live. I'm so curious because here our leaves will change, but I feel like it takes forever. Like it's just now November and I feel like just now all of the leaves are changing. So um, we're there. I mean, it was beautiful and colorful, but there were actually a lot of leaves that were on the ground and trees that were ready for winter. Very interesting. Anyways, so I really wanted to do a Q&A. I thought that it would be fun to do a Q&A once, uh, either once a month or once every two months or something here on the podcast so I can answer any questions that you guys have, whether it be about me, whether it be about the podcast or 
just whatever questions that you have. I'm so out of breath today. I don't know why. I think because, I don't know, I have a hard time talking by myself. It's so much easier when I have someone else here to talk with. It's been so nice having someone else on the podcast. I know next week, Ruben's going to come on the podcast with me and record some episodes. So that'll be nice. I just feel like it's so much easier to have a conversation. So um, yeah, anyways, I'm going to do a Q&A today. I had you guys ask me questions on Instagram. I feel like I say I've I have said that in every single episode thus far. Um, but it's just so much easier that way. That way we can kind of have like an ongoing conversation with each other. Uh, to me, it's just more interesting. So I'm going to answer some of your questions. OK, so the first question that I have here is what is the most exciting thing you have ever done? So hands down, it actually just happened recently. Ruben and I went to Alaska for our honeymoon and the most the two of the most exciting things happened on that trip. So the first thing was we booked this bear excursion, which let me first just say it was so expensive. And these people, they're smart. They know you're a sucker. <laughs> So they charge out the ass for fun excursions like this. So um, just keep that in mind. It's now that we've gone and have experienced these things. Now we've got numbers and we can do it on the down low and for a fraction of the price. But anyways, um, I booked this excursion where you take um, an air taxi. It's just like this really tiny like 1970s airplane and it takes us really far to like this deserted area of the beautiful Alaska and that's where like all the well there's bears freaking everywhere in Alaska but um they're primarily in this area specifically and now I posted about this whole experience on Instagram and people thought that I was at like a freaking zoo or something you guys, I was in the wild. <laughs> this is Alaska. And um, as soon as we landed, we came across a mama bear and a baby bear. And we got to experience bears in the wild. And they came within, like, I'm not even kidding, like nine feet of us. It was the coolest thing. So the first bear, she was with her baby cub and they were walking on the beach and they start kind of like coming towards us. And at first they were harassing some people in a boat that were docked right off the shore because they had a net in the water and I think they were trying to catch salmon and stuff. So the mama bear and the baby bear were going in the water to try to go to this net because they could smell the fish. Um, it's just so cool. And then the people on the boat were like, they had this tool that like made noise so that the bears would leave them alone and leave their fish alone. It's just so cool. Well, anyways, they started coming towards us and then they kind of split. So the mom kept walking up the shore and then the baby went kind of like around us into the weeds. So then we were in between the mom and the baby and you do not want to be in between a mom and her cub. So she started, she, nothing happened, but she was, you, you could just tell that like she was pissed that she couldn't find her baby and then she found her they they just went around us um before i go further number one you're in their territory which is why you know there are rules in place like if a bear approaches you you know i have to do certain things and and you have to respect their space because we are in their space so just so you know like that is known so that was the first coolest experience ever even just drive, even just riding in that airplane over like the most beautiful mountains I've ever seen in my entire life. Alaska is hands down 
hands down the most beautiful place I've ever been. Um, but then on our last day, so we actually stayed at an Airbnb that was right by the beginning of a hiking trail onto this mountain and we had checked out of our airbnb and we decided let's go for a hike and it was kind of raining so reuben brought a tent so that we could be sheltered from the rain while he cooked us lunch in the wilderness and the mountains and just ugh, even just saying that it's just the coolest thing so by the way while we were there we saw like black bears grizzly bears um we saw which grizzly bears that's what we saw when we went to that little island area where we got like within like nine feet of them and then we saw baby moose mama moose everything but the entire time we had not seen a bull moose yet so we are in the mountains reuben had just cooked our food and i look over and this big ass bull moose is peering from the trees this moose was massive. I am not kidding. It was at least eight feet tall. Like <laughs> the biggest horns, like this thing was massive. And I was like, Ruben, come here, look, you know, and I showed him it coming and it was coming towards us. Now, the moose normally have like a really like just timid demeanor. The ones that we had come across so far. I mean, we had probably seen like 10 the entire trip. And this moose starts kind of like steadily approaching us. And so far, anytime we had come across a moose, we'd be like, hey, and clap our hands and just get their attention. And it basically would scare them away. This moose did not care that we were there. And it, he was he was annoyed that we were there. So he kept coming towards us. So we just kept backing up. We left all of our stuff there and just let him do his thing. But he um, was huffing and mad at us for being in his his area so we just kept backing up kept backing up and then another big ass bull moose came it wasn't as big as the first one but they must have just been like eating together or whatever and this one came from the side and it was about like 30 to 45 minutes that we had to wait for them to eat the area like eat the grass or whatever it was that they were eating and just kind of like mosey on past our stuff because we wanted to give them enough space to do what they needed to do before we went in and grabbed our stuff and we had a flight to catch but it was the cherry on top of the sundae the coolest thing and the coolest way to end our honeymoon and just like a true alaskan adventure and again not a zoo just like in the wilderness just the coolest thing I have ever experienced. Yeah, it was just so cool. I can't wait to go back and just be more in nature again. That was, those two experiences were the by far the coolest experiences. And I do think the moose experience was way cooler because the bear thing that we did, like when we went and saw the bears, those bears are in the wild and they're wild grizzly bears, but they're so used to tourists coming there. So it almost felt, I don't want to say it felt like you were at a zoo, but it was almost like, okay, these bears don't give a shit that we're here. The moose was territorial, uh, just a little bit, but just, it was so cool. Both of those were so, so cool. Okay. The next question, plans on launching your own brand one day, or do you ever plan to move away? Really good questions. So, I would love to launch my own brand one day. I think a lot of people expect that I would want to launch a cosmetic brand. And while I would love to collaborate with another brand and create something one day, 
I, I would love to do that. I just don't have the aspirations to create my own cosmetic line. That's just never really been something that I've wanted to do. But as far as making a brand of something else, I'm definitely passionate about that. And just kind of, you know, I've been brainstorming what that looks like and what that would be. Um, if you guys have any ideas of what you think I should come out with or what kind of brand you would like to see from me, let me know. Cause I definitely have a few ideas. I think I just need to kind of hunker down and figure out what excites me the most and what I can see myself pursuing for a long period of time. Because a lot of things I'll have these really cool ideas and then I'll kind of grow out of it. And I would hate to start a company and then get bored of it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I do have one thing in mind that I would love to do. It's just actually two things. There's two things that I would really love to do. Um, and they have nothing to do with makeup, nothing to do with beauty. And they would be really cool. It's just, I gotta do it. And that's a lot of hard work. <laughs> Doing it's a lot of hard work. So yeah, I just gotta do it. Um, and then the next question was, any plans on ever moving away? Most definitely. Um, I love Indiana. I love where I live. I really do. I don't love the property that we're on. I wish I tell Ruben this all the time. I wish we could just pick up our house and move it to somewhere more beautiful because we live on a somewhat busy street. We have houses literally all around us. We live with like we have like an alley in our backyard. <laughs> so it's basically a street and then more houses behind it. So I just kind of feel like we don't have a lot of privacy and where we live now, it was kind of like more like farmland before, but it's really gotten built up and I'm just, uh, I don't mind driving like an hour to go to Target or something like that. So I'm definitely more interested in moving further away somewhere where we can have more land, more space. Um, and then there's like the whole like his parents, my parents thing, our families aspect to all of that so it's like do I want to move far far away or do I want to I don't know I like the idea of almost like keeping what we have now and then having like small vacation homes or something like that um I do really love that idea like when we were just in Wisconsin of course <laughs> when we're there I'm like let's look up land let's look up property blah 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 so um, and then I, it was so funny while I was there, I, f I saw this meme and it said me literally everywhere I go or anywhere I travel to, I'm going to move here. <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel. I feel like anytime I go somewhere like in Alaska, we did the same thing, which that, I mean, rightfully so. Um, but you can actually get some really cool off grid properties in Alaska, but then you have to think about how you get your stuff to your property. So actually the guy that um, owned our Airbnb, he lived next door and we were talking with him and he said he had another off-grid cabin, but he's like, yeah, you have to like fly a plane or get a barge. Yeah. You, well, you do have to do both. You have to fly a plane to get there, period. Then you have to like make your own road to get to your house or whatever. You need to make your own landing pad for the helicopter like, or for the airplane. You need to have a barge, bring all of your supplies there. It's just, those are things that people don't really think about, but how amazing would that be to have an off-grid cabin in Alaska? Um, but yeah, most definitely I think about moving all the time. We just don't know where we would want to move, but all in all, I mean, I do like in Indiana and I do think that it's all in your mindset of like, 
if you don't like where you're where you live then you never will so just make the best of it kind of thing so i mean i really do like it here and i i stay really positive um and this area is very nostalgic to me so um if we did move i would love to keep our house that's like a really big goal of mine is if we do ever move keeping this house in our family would be so special the next question is how are you navigating being newly married and in and having in-laws i got married last year and they have tough in-laws oh that sucks <laughs> um i'm sorry to hear that i really lucked out ruben's parents are amazing and i really get along with them um we did get married two years ago and we've been together for 12 so ruben's mom is one of my closest friends <laughs> so i don't you know i don't know i i've never had a situation like that where I didn't get along with them I wouldn't know how to navigate that situation are you missing your bright blonde hair yet no I'm not um I if you're just listening to the podcast and you're not um watching I actually dyed my hair again a little bit darker I have wanted icy platinum blonde hair for as long as I can remember and then something clicked like after the wedding it was like mm, I want to change my hair. And I think it was because Ruben and I had been engaged for so long and I knew that I wanted my hair to look a specific way for our wedding. And I didn't want to change my hair and then screw it up and have it all like fall out trying to get it back to like super bright blonde before the wedding. So I just always wanted it to be like bright and icy blonde. So then after the wedding, I was just ready to change it up go a little bit more natural and then even after that I was like it's not dark enough <laughs> so I just went uh two days ago or three days ago and just went even darker and I love it I just filmed my first video yesterday for YouTube and it looks so good I'm so happy with it they did such a great job with like blending the extensions and getting the root color just right and blending they just I always show my hairstylist like 500 different photos and I'm like I want a mixture of all of these this is to this this is to this this is do and I'm pointing to all these different pictures of what's too much of what in each one and then they make the perfect concoction they are amazing I actually had quite a few questions on toxic family members so this one do you have advice for dealing with toxic family members and protecting your feelings have you ever had to ask a toxic family member to distance themselves for your sanity um there was another one have any experience with toxic family members and how to set boundaries i'm surprised at how many people have asked this and i have a lot of experience in this area this could honestly be its own episode um i have three brothers and one sister they're all old, older than me i'm the youngest and one of them i honestly haven't talked to in 10 years and i'm not gonna go dive into why and all that kind of stuff just because first of all it's no one's business second of all it's personal and i'm not trying to put them on blast i'm not trying to put you know but as far as setting boundaries it can be it can be really hard it can be really really hard so um something huge huge happened um which made it so that i wasn't ever going to talk to this person and not only did i not want to talk to this person but i did not want to i did not feel safe in the same environment as this person so um when it came to 
uh, how do I even explain this? There was so much that went into it, but basically at the time I would work out of my parents' house and this person would come to their house and I couldn't, I couldn't be there. I didn't want to be there. So I'd have to stop working and leave because I didn't feel comfortable. Um, there were times where I'd gotten blocked in, like parked in and they wouldn't move their car. So I couldn't leave. So I felt trapped and I would like freak out because I couldn't leave and I just didn't feel safe around this person. It caused a lot of strife in my family because I didn't want to go to holidays. I mean, I don't think I went to Christmas for like seven or eight years. I Have I even gone to Christmas again? I can't remember, to be honest with you, because we do like the same thing for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I mean, on it, I can't even remember if I've gone back for Christmas because I, I never wanted like my parents or my grandma or someone to have the responsibility of being like, well, you know, I don't want to tell them, well, I'm not going if this person's going to be there. Like that's not fair to them. And that's, that's not fair to them. And it causes stress on them. So it was just more of like, hey, let me know when they're not there so that I can come by and celebrate with you. It definitely has caused so many issues over the years. Um, and continue and it will continue to. So yes, I've definitely, I have a lot of experience with toxic family members and setting boundaries. I mean, I think you just have to decide what it is that you need. You need to respect yourself while also respecting others. Um, So for me, it was, you know, I didn't want to like hurt other people in my family, but at the same time, I didn't want to get hurt either. So I think, you know, I, it's so funny that we're talking about this because I was listening to a podcast episode today on um, setting boundaries, <laughs> weird at full circle. And she was like, it's not building a wall between somebody. It's drawing a line in the sand and it's mutual. So while you can protect yourself, you have to protect, you can protect yourself without being mean to someone else. Try to figure out what it is that's important to you. Um, so re- respect yourself while also being kind to others. Next question. What is your favorite thing to do when you're sad? Um, I liked this because I feel like I, the way that I've dealt with this over the years has been a little bit different. And lately, if I'm sad, I just deal. I just I sink into it. Um, I let myself be sad. Um, I'm very thankful to have a job where I can choose the days that I have off. So say it's a Tuesday and I'm really just feeling sad, I can work, I can choose to move whatever I was going to do on Tuesday to the next day and work on Saturday instead or whatever. Um, But yeah, I really just take that time to just deal with my feelings and actually feel them instead of burying them and pressing on. Um, There are some times where I still do that. Like if I've got deadlines, things that need to be done by a certain time, I will still press on and get those done and then feel sad afterwards. But I definitely, for the most part, will let myself feel those feelings and sink into it. And almost like, what's the word? I'll almost like encourage it in a little bit, like watching a sad movie or listening to sad music and just letting myself really feel those feelings. Um, Because then I just feel so good afterwards. Once I get a good cry out, I love, (laughs) I love sitting on the floor in my shower and crying if I if I do feel need feel the need to cry or even if I'm not in like a crying mood if I'm just wiped and just down or whatever just sitting on the shower floor with the hot water running on your back oh, it's 
it's so soothing. I'm not a bath person. So for me, that just, mm, it's very zen. I love it. Next question. How do you stay motivated to get things done being at home every single day? I really like this question because I feel like a lot of us are working at home more so maybe not this year rather than last year. I feel like everyone was at home last year, but even still, I think that like businesses realized that people could work from home um, as a result of what happened last year. Um, so I thought that this was a really great, really great question that a lot of us can relate to nowadays. So for me, what I found, because I've been doing this now for eight years, is I need to have structure in my day, but not too much structure in my day. You know how long it's taken me to figure this out? I feel like this year, I'm not kidding, 2021 was the first year that I really felt like I had a handle on things, kind of. Um, this is going to look different for everybody. I think whatever I say right now might not apply to you in any way whatsoever, but it might to some people and it's worth a try. And I think if you're looking for something for yourself, um, you really need to do like trial and error to see what works best for you. So for me specifically, like the number one thing that I have to do is have a really solid and set morning routine. I am an early bird. I love waking up early. I love waking up when it's dark outside. It's silent in the house. I love lighting a candle, having my morning coffee, and just just sitting. I'm not one to journal. I can't stand it. I don't like writing. I don't like... I mean, I'm sure there's like a lot of good things about it, but like that's just not for me. Um, I've tried it four times. I've bought so many different journals. It's just not for me. If that's for you, I think that's a good time to do it. Um, but just in the last month, I switched up my workout routine so that I got my workout in and a walk outside with my dog in before nine o'clock. I told myself I want to have like a more structured work day um, because I just felt like I found myself working as soon as I opened up my eyes. I would open up my eyes and check my email and then I do my little morning routine and then I check my email and then I'd reply to comments and then I would edit a video and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's already 11 o'clock and I'm still sitting here editing in my sweatpants and I haven't showered and and then everything just kind of like runs into each other and there's no concept of time. And I would find myself just kind of like in a daze. So now I'm getting so much better at structuring my day. So if I can have my workout, my walk, all of that in before nine o'clock, I can start my work day at nine, whether, whether that be doing emails, editing, negotiating, doing contracts, e um, filming, editing, like whatever it is, I can do that from nine and then I break for lunch and then I get back to work and then I don't really currently have a set time to like be done with my work day. That's where I need to work on next because I would love to do an afternoon walk just to break up my day and then be done with the internet, be done with work and just cook dinner and spend time with family. Um, that's my goal. So I've got the first part of the day good and now I just need to work on the last part. But I find that having that structure really helps because it gives me a clear guide of the day. And now I've also gone and I've made myself extra, extra structured where this time to this time I'm doing this and from this time to this time this needs to be done. And if I do that, I kind of freak out because 
I always go over on my time on something and it just becomes too structured and too crazy. So that doesn't work for me. I need almost like a little bit of flexibility in there. And I try not to schedule too much for one day. That's something I'm still working on because so many times I'll schedule like 15 different things in the day. And there's no way possible that that stuff can all get done in that short amount of time. So I always screw myself and I end the day with never feeling accomplished. And then every single morning I wake up stressed because not only do I have to do the 15 new things that I have to do today, but now I have to do the extra 10 things that I didn't finish from the day before. So um, just being a little bit more realistic with the tasks that I need to complete in each day and almost scheduling myself less so that I have more time and then when I have extra time at the end of a work day then I can just check off the next day's checklist then like with stuff around the house I do try to structure my work week uh, the same as like anybody else like a Monday through Friday work week even though I have the flexibility to change that how I want to because I am my own boss um that's great and all but I do work better when I work Monday through Friday and then have the weekends off just because when I'm working with other businesses and stuff they all work Monday through Friday so say I take a Tuesday off and they email me and I don't get back to them I just think it looks really unprofessional so I do try to structure it in a Monday through Friday format and then Saturdays I usually just use that as my cleaning day and then Sunday is my day to do absolutely nothing so that's just kind of how I try to stay on top of things around here um, I have been using Instacart for groceries and it's kind of shameful I should just take the extra hour to go to the grocery store and get my groceries but it is so handy especially when I'm working so much that's kind of how I stay on top of things that's how I don't get distracted um, it's not perfect I'm not perfect. I definitely mess up and there are days where I'm scatterbrained or some days where I'm almost so overwhelmed that I do nothing. Do you guys ever do that where you've got so much on your plate that you can't do any of it because you're so overwhelmed by your tasks? I've been there so many times. So, so far having that set solid morning routine and just kind of having so much done by nine o'clock already makes me feel really prepped for my day and I feel like I'm motivated to get more things accomplished. The next question I have is any good recommendations and ideas for self-care? So I love this because I actually talked about self-care on my Instagram story earlier today. I kind of shared a little funny story that I will share on here. But before I get into that, I think the main thing that I think of for self-care is that it's going to be very different for everybody. When I think of self-care, I think a bubble bath with a mask and a glass of wine if I did that, can I tell you, I would be sweaty, uncomfortable, and like, ugh, I don't like that. I don't like sitting in a tub with a mask on with a glass of wine. I love a glass of wine, but on my couch. Um, so I think that it's different for everybody. And I think that self-care can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. So now I'm going to share my story. So I have this little ritual and I go and I get my nails done once every two weeks and I just get like regular nail polish. I get a lot of questions on why I do that. Um, I like my natural nails. My natural nails have gotten so strong just from eating healthy and taking my vitamins and whatever, whatever. Um, so I just do natural nail polish because all the other stuff like ruins my nails. So anyways, I found a really great nail tech and I go to her every two weeks. And then because I have 
the regular nail polish that doesn't like dry under a light or whatever. It has to like manually dry. So instead of sitting in the nail salon waiting for my nails to dry, I will go in my car. I have a whole ritual. I go in my car and I watch something on my phone. Um, My parents have like Comcast, so they record stuff on the DVR. I don't have cable, so I record it on their stuff. And then I'll watch whatever I record. Currently, it's been The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm watching the reunion episodes. And I'll have a drink prepared and I'll just go in my car and I'll watch something for an hour. And it's my time to just be by myself for only one hour in my car uninterrupted. I purposely park my car so it's facing these beautiful trees. It's my time. And to me... I really look forward to it. I look forward to the time getting my nails done and I look forward to the time sitting in my car just watching my stupid show. And another thing that makes me think of this is sometimes when I'm out and about running errands or whatever, I'll run and I'll grab something to eat like a Chick-fil-A or something. I love their Cobb salad. And I'll go and I'll just sit in my car. I'll roll the windows down, watch a video or just listen to music. And it's just my time to be by myself. There's something about just having alone time in my car that I just love. And to me, that self-care is taking care of like me and that time kind of referring back to like my morning routine. That too is part of my self-care. That morning walk that I take with my dog is so peaceful and so good for my soul. I usually just pop in a podcast and listen to it while I'm working out and while I'm walking. Um, While I'm walking, I keep it low so I can hear my surroundings. But it's just so great to get out in nature. I think it's so underrated and people should really talk about that more as far as like mental health and stuff. I just feel like if I'm ever in a rut or just like in a bad mood or whatever, Ruben's like, why don't you just go get outside, get some fresh air, go for a walk. I always feel better. There's never been a time where I've gone for a walk and did that and felt like shit after like, oh, I shouldn't have gone for a walk. Never. You never think that. The only time that you would maybe have like a negative experience is if the weather was bad and even then just prepare for it. It feels so good to get out in nature. So um, for me, those are the things that I do for self-care. Um, you know, I'm not much of a face mask person, hair mask person. I do like to do my nails and I like to self-tan, but like self-care to me isn't the pampering type of things. Um, to me, those things kind of feel like chores. So there have been so many times where I've been in a rut and I'm like, let me do a self-care day. And then I do those things and I'm like, this was so much work. I don't want to ever do this again. Um, so I think just like really being in tune with yourself, figuring out what that really means to you. Maybe it's sitting on the couch and watching friends all day, you know, really think about what that is. Um, and try to channel in like a healthy self-care thing that you can do for yourself. Do a little self-care every single day. Tell us more about the workout plan you're doing. So I recently posted a vlog where I showed just a little snippet of my workout that day. Um, so I started a new workout plan that I'm sort of kind of following. I, used to lift a lot heavier two years ago and then 2020 I basically didn't work out all year and then this year I've been working out really consistently since January so what I'm doing now is I will focus on trying to do 8 to 12 exercises and supersetting some of them Monday Wednesday Friday I want to do legs back and biceps 
um, or legs, booty, back and biceps. And the reason why is because I feel like I already hit and target my back and my biceps when I'm doing certain leg exercises. So the certain ones that I really love to do are deadlifts, Romanian deadlifts, squats, um, hex squats, you know, stuff like that. All that kind of stuff is also really working out your back. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I like to do shoulders and triceps mainly. Um, since January, I've been doing kickboxing um, every Wednesday, but I think I'm about to switch that up so I can hit that Wednesday in the gym. But that is just kind of like in a nutshell what I do. And currently, I've just been kind of like breaking it down and going lower with my weight just so that my technique is right. I don't want to hurt myself. Um, I used to meet Amanda every day to work out and then we kind of just went separate ways as far as working out goes just because I'm a morning person and she's a night owl. So, but yeah, so now that I don't have somebody there spotting me, I just really want to make sure that I'm doing it correctly. So I have been actually recording myself just so I can look back and make sure that I'm not doing something wrong. I'm so scared I'm going to hurt myself. So I can start recording it if you guys want to see it on YouTube. Yeah, let me know. I've gotten a lot of questions about keto carnivore and just like my diet and stuff like that. I think I'm actually going to record a whole episode next on all of that. So stay tuned. Um, I, I'm going to go through like my whole health journey and all that stuff in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. I've got a lot of questions on this about, um, do my neighbors ever talk to pretzel now that we are the owners? Very, very long story short. I would love to like go more into this in a later episode with Ruben, but basically pretzel, our dog was our neighbor's dog and we kind of like rescued her from the neighbors. People ask me all the time if they come over, if they ever want to see her, do they ever ask to see her? And for the longest time they didn't, but lately they have been a lot more and they really turned out to be really nice people. They're really young and they have so many kids, so they just have their hands full, but they're, they're so sweet and the kids want to play with her when I have her out and, um, they get so excited when they see her and she gets excited to see them. And it's just a very positive situation. And I'm just really glad that this really was the best fit for her. And not only that, but it really was the best fit for them as well. I think that they just really had their hands full and couldn't give her um, all the attention that she did need. And now she gets too much attention, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah, I think they have like six kids under the age of 10 or something like that. They've got a lot of kids, so they've got their hands full. Um, but yeah, they do come by sometimes and they see her and they want to hang out with her. I showed them the picture of Pretzel from our wedding. She was our little flower girl. Someone asked my favorite movie. I love that this is such a simple random question. Um, my favorite movie of all time is The Holiday. It's perfect because right now it is like the Christmassy seasons upon us. So that is like a holiday movie. Um, but to me, it doesn't really feel extra Christmassy and I watch it throughout the year. I mean, I'm not kidding. I've probably watched it like 20 times this year. It's my favorite movie. Sometimes I just put it on while I'm falling asleep. It just gives me all the warm, cozy vibes. I love that movie. Okay. One last question. Do you ever regret YouTube being your full-time job with how toxic social media can be? I love this question and I love that we're ending this here because I feel like my answer to this will change throughout the years or it would have changed throughout the years. And I've come to a place that I'm, I'm glad I'm answering this now while I'm in a positive mindset because I've said this on every podcast, <laughs> your mindset 
really makes such a difference. So the short answer is no, I don't regret it. I fucking love my job. I love YouTube. I love social media. I love this. And I think that your mindset and your perspective is what will make it what it is. If you're constantly thinking negatively, if you're constantly picking up on all of the bullshit that's out there and focusing on negative, 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 and all of the horrible things in the world and all of the horrible things that are out there, it's going to be horrible. You're going to hate it and it's going to be awful. So if you had asked me this when I was in a horrible place mentally, I would have been like, I hate it. I hate being online. I hate it. You know, I'd be just spewing out negativity. But that's not where I'm at. And I haven't been in that place for a really long time. Um, I have my ups and downs, obviously, like my good days and my bad days. But overall, I feel so grateful that this is my job. I can't believe that this is my job. You guys even want to listen to my podcast? You want to hear me talk and hear what my opinions are? How bizarre. You know what I mean? I'm so grateful to have found a way to make a business to make money where I could be my own boss and reach a lot of people and and help a lot of people it's just I can't even grasp it um I really really love it now can social media be toxic I think that is what you said in the question absolutely and I think there are a lot it's not that social media itself is toxic it's that there's a lot of toxic unhealthy, mentally sad people in the world. And um, I think the way to combat that is just to be kind and be a pleasant person and work on yourself. The more that you work on yourself internally, whether it be health wise with, you know, physical health, mental health, all of that, because they all work together. The more you work on yourself, the more that you are going to change the world in a positive way and the more you're going to make social media less toxic. So that's what I do or that's what I do. I'm awesome. That's not what I mean. That's what I try to do. I really try to focus on being a positive person, looking for the good in things and not focusing on all of the negativity out there, especially any negativity that's put out towards me. I, I find so many times and it's really sad, but I find so many times there are certain people out there that focus so hardcore on the negative comments that people leave towards them and they'll put it out there and put people on blast and then they don't understand why people leave them so much hate and negativity. Now, I'm not blaming them for hate and negativity, but kind of because I feel like the more you focus on those negative comments. Now, this is not an easy thing. This is a very hard thing to do. But the more you focus on those things, the more it's going to come to you. I totally believe in like what you put out there is what you get back and stuff like that. I feel, you know what I've noticed, by the way, when doing this podcast, I say stuff like that all the time. And now I'm hyper aware of it and it drives me nuts. Um, But you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, if there's a hundred comments and two people said something really hateful and negative, obviously those are going going to stand out and those are going to bother you. I've found that if you just, (laughs) you can delete them, you can block them or just leave them alone. Just pretend it didn't even happen. 
Again, that is not easy. That is so hard to do. But if you do that and you move on and you don't even talk to a friend about it, you don't even, you know, sometimes you do need to vent, not saying not to do that, but just if you really just do not give that any energy and you just go live in your life and you just, you know, those comments are not going to come at you as much. And I am proof of that. There was a time where I started getting a lot more negativity And it was because I personally was in a more negative place. I swear it's because I was looking for the negativity and I just felt like I was getting more and I was just getting so upset about it and I would vent about it. Then I realized, bitch, you're being negative. That's why. So I just truly think social media is what you make it. If you are in a negative place and right now I get it, it's hard to be a positive patty all the time because 2020 and this this year too has been a shit show, but just focus on the good as much as you possibly can and have faith in just like the positivity in the world and you don't give your energy to these negative things especially on social media social media is a beautiful place and uh so to answer your question i don't regret it at all i have had my days in the past where i've been in a bad mood or you know if i did get a comment and i instead of just turning away and ignoring it and moving on I did fester in it and I looked at it and I thought about it all day I've had those moments but they thank God have been few and far between because I'm actively practicing on not giving that shit any of my energy and just trying to be positive and I truly think that the way to change people being so negative and toxic on social media is starting in your heart Start there. Start in your brain. It started as soon as you start thinking negative things. Stop it in its tracks. Be like, listen, listen, Brie. I'm talking to myself. Listen, Brie Anna. Stop it. Stop being a little bitch. Stop complaining. Stop thinking negative things. Think better things. Think think happier things. Because as soon as you start being negative, you're slowly going to go down that path of being toxic on social media or toxic in life or just negative and just I just think of like a hissing cat but you know what I mean the more you choose to go past that go the extra mile and work really hard on yourself it is like what what's that quote be the change you want to be you want to see in the world it's basically what I'm saying work on yourself and then um portray that outwards and it's freaking hard But I truly believe that that is the way to make social media not so toxic. And even if you feel like it's not really making a big dent in the world, um, it at least is making a dent in your perspective and in your world. And it's going to make things more of a happy and positive place for you. So on that note, (laughs) oh, and I wanted to say too, at the very end of that, again, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that that I just like live that way all the time and I'm just never upset and my life is great. No, not at all whatsoever. Um, That is just what I try to hold on to and what I try to practice. And I need that because I do have those days where I'm down and I'm negative. And um, that is kind of just like my lingering little positivity, hope, ornament. What am I? If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding something. I'm holding nothing in my hand, but I'm imagining just like a little ornament with positivity. (laughs) I make no sense, but that is just what I'm picturing. Like I just hold that and I think of that when I'm in a negative place and it's like, okay, I've got that. And again, it's not easy. It's not easy. 
But yeah, that's kind of just like my little glimmer of hope and it really does help me. So yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today and listening to the podcast. I really, really, really appreciate you guys tuning in every week. This has been so much fun. Um, remember, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch it on YouTube. Um, and I really, really appreciate all of you guys that have left me a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are so exciting. Um, I wish I could like comment back and forth on Apple Podcasts. Um, so if you do want to have more of a conversation, head over to YouTube because I can talk in the comment section there. So that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you guys have a really great weekend and a really great start to your holiday season. Um, and for those of you guys that are Grinches, uh, I hope that you're having a great fall. <laughs> that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you guys next week. Thank you.